Neither Marcus nor Tabby are a professional broadcaster. This will soon become evident. Welcome everybody to the podcast that's trying as hard as it can to be professional. My name is probably Marcus Braeburn. And I am the incredibly professional Tabby, and together we are... The, the Detective, Detective Inspectors. Inspectors. Hooray! Oh, a little cheer. I think a we, little uh, cheer uh, there. Always, always a little cheer. That's, that's, what, that's what you get with me. <laughs> Just a tiny little cheer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. Sounds yeah. about right. Well, you know, I don't want to uh, don't want to be too exciting, you know. It's um... Exactly, exactly. So how are you? Uh, I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. It's been it's been a while. Been a little while. We've 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 had some illnesses and some um yeah, various other uh, uh um, complications in recording, but um we are back and we are here to stay. So uh Deal we with it. Stay, and we are, and we are, and we are raring, raring to go. Absolutely, absolutely. I feel, um, I feel uh, refreshed, and um, you know, good, good, good for the little break. Um, yeah, I'd say that I'm. Uh, I'd say that I'm on heat for podcasting. Ooh, I like what you did there. So, um, indeed, I think indeed. that that's a good that's a good segue to uh, get into what we're doing today. So, why don't you? Why don't you tell us all about it? Okay, so this series ran from 1996 to 1999, um, 48 episodes over two series. Um, what we're watching is episode episode nine of series one or season, if you're in uh, if you're in the states. Uh, originally aired on the uh, 17th of March 1997, and it is the frankly ridiculous and amazing. LA Heat, and the episode we're watching is Words Can Never Hurt Me. Um, no. So, no. <laughs> as, as, as I think we've both learned through our lives. Um, exactly. exactly. Um, so I can tell you just a little bit about uh, LA Heat. Um, as of today, um, at about one o'clock, um, the temperature in LA was uh, 22 degrees centigrade or 72 degrees Fahrenheit um, with a precipitation of 0% humidity of 21% and a wind speed of uh, 2 miles an hour so um, that's LA heat in a nutshell (laughs) fantastic fantastic I'm definitely cutting that out oh no I like that No, I might leave it in. I might leave it in. Funnily enough, that's not dissimilar to the weather here. Oh, really? Ah, it's yeah. uh, probably de- about nineteen here. About nineteen. It's definitely, uh, definitely not like that here. Um, no, quite, quite. So, look, one interesting point before we get started is that you say nineteen ninety-seven. This was made in ninety-seven, but it wasn't first. I think I'm right in saying that it wasn't first shown in the US until nineteen ninety-nine. Oh, really? What, so they according made... to Wiki, uh, according to Wikipedia, it was made by a PM Entertainment Group. And right. They made it without having a major backer in the US. So it was shown first in France and Germany. Um, it knocked Baywatch off the number one spot in Germany. Um, it was very very popular in the Lebanon. Right. <laughs> which I found mildly uh, mildly confusing. But then yeah, so not shown in the US until two years after it was finished uh, finished being made. That is uh, that is pretty crazy actually. Because um, by the looks of it, it looks like it's got a decent sort of like budget, and uh, you know, judging by the the um, vast amounts of sort of like stunt work and um, car crashes, uh, twelve of cars. The number of cars they wreck in this program is off the scale. Uh, in the opening credits alone, there are twelve separate car crashes slash explosions, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I know because I counted. <laughs> It's good. Quiet down at the office, huh? Uh, always is. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, they. I mean, they love a wrecked car. They yeah, love they, an explosion, and they uh, love a gun. They like, uh, three three things that are all over this program. Uh, but, um, it, it, it is the action holy trinity. Um, 
Exactly, exactly. So um, let's, uh, a little bit about it, I'll give, a so basically, the way I see this is, it's, it's LA Heat, it follows two LA police officers, and the only way I can describe it, you've got a white, there's one white police officer, and he's a bit mental, and doesn't really seem to have too much uh, fear for his life. And then you have a black police officer who appears to be a lot more cautious and is much, much more averse to getting shot. And it's basically... basically it's shit lethal weapon. It's shit lethal weapon. It's like, so lethal weapon came out in 1987. This was made in 1996 to 97. And it... I don't know, it just feels like whoever made this saw Lethal Weapon in 1987, slumped into a heroin-induced coma for 12 <laughs> years, and then woke up and made this. That's, that's, a, fair, that's a, fair, um, uh, a fair assessment. I mean, it, it should be pointed out that sort of the, uh, the Riggs character in, in this, as opposed to being a um, sort of uh, uh, on the edge for the fact that he's... Um, uh, traumatized by the death of his wife. This guy is just a, a prick who is somehow kind of independently wealthy, and I believe an artist. Um, an artist. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so you know, taking taking the edge off the character slightly, but um... so in the first episode, his girlfriend says to him that he doesn't need to work as a policeman. He could easily make a living out of being an artist, and like. Uh, they show some of his art. I mean, they show some of his art. It's Number a, one, it's not easy to make a living out of being an artist. There's probably like 10,000 people in the world. Yeah, and, and he appears to have made a shit concrete dolphin. So, um, <laughs> that's, that's about... Uh, metal, it's metal. Oh, is he it? does metal sculptures. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, uh, uh, yeah, but fucking dolphin. I did the same for like my... GCSE art, which I failed. So you know, it's you made a concrete dolphin. Uh, I made a um, made a dolphin out of sort of cardboard. Um, I, th <laughs> I think. And I bet. I bet you. I bet you a million pound. I out failed you in my GCSE art. <laughs> Go on then. What did you? Uh, for a start, what did you make? Well, I I traced a picture of two footballers having a fight. Um, I did. I drew a tree. The idea of which I got off Art Attack on the television, <laughs> and I made a very poor pot in pottery. Excellent. And I got a G. Uh, okay, that's yeah. You 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 did worse than me. I I, I sailed through with a um, comparatively triumphant uh, D. So um, D. Yeah. D's not a fail. Yeah. Well, kind of. <laughs> it's 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 the kind of the, uh, the the sympathy vote sort of pass. It, it's sort of like, well, you know, not quite good enough for college, but um, you know, you didn't humiliate yourself terribly. So that's yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they look at your GCSE art grade when they're summing you up for college, apart from if it's art that you want to do. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. And then I think anything other than an A is pretty much unacceptable. Pretty much. Yeah. I think that's that's a uh, that's a, a good. Good thing for any uh, for any students listening, um, you know, do do better than uh, do better than Marcus. Don't trace footballers. Work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Work hard. You only get one shot at this. Uh, and as much as people tell you it doesn't matter, it really does. Uh, back to uh, so back to LA Heat. So you've got so you've got white detective Riggs, and he is uh, his name is Chester Chase McDonald. Yep. played by Wolf Larson, who I've never heard of before since. Um, you then have the black detective is called August Brooks, and he's played by Stephen Williams. Uh, he's um, he's had a slightly better career. Um, um, I, I was kind of excited because uh, he appeared as the um, uh, mortician in Friday the 13th, Part nine, um, Jason goes to hell. Um, wow. He, he plays the he plays the person who um, uh, takes out Jason's heart, bites it, um, eats it, and uh, becomes um, possessed by the spirit of Jason. So um, okay, that that was a that was a bit of a treat for me. Um, yeah, yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. But, yeah, quite a career. Hardly a lightweight. Uh, yeah, no, he. he most recently probably appeared in um, uh, the remake of uh, Stephen King's It. So, um, you know, he's still, still working, still going strong. Okay, well, I think he may, yeah, perhaps perhaps you're right. Perhaps he is the most uh, 
the most successful of these guys. Then we've got uh, Captain Jensen, who um, is, as you would probably like to refer to, a classic scrotum-faced uh, police chief who is effectively their boss. Yep. Uh, and then you've got the two, the two girlfriends of the two main characters, who I will, I will not even, I will not even mention their names in the show or the actresses that played them because that will be showing them the same amount of respect as the script writers <laughs> in this program. Yeah, so I think, yeah. I, I, I think they are, um, they are officially what we described as eye candy. Um, yeah, they're just there for light relief. I mean, in the. I've seen two and a half episodes of this now and neither of them have had basically anything to do apart from look reasonably pretty. I mean one of them has one of them has a job in this the first half of this episode we're watching today, but we'll get on to that further down the line. So after this music uh, we will have a quick rundown of the plot and then we'll um, and then we'll get stuck into the meat and drink yep. of the episode it's very lean <laughs> the detective inspectors so marcus please can you give us a very quick rundown of the plot or what there is of it of um, words can never hurt me words can never hurt me okay so the plot of this and it will not take long is as follows. The whole thing is centred around a shock jock. Uh, do we still have those? I'm not sure. His name is Jerry Maxwell, and his uh, his catchphrase is click, bang, shoot them in the head, uh, which he likes to shout with regularity whenever he's been talking about anyone on his show. He's basically scum, uh, and he's the sort of person that would believe that PC has gone mad in any kind of situation, and he... I think if he lived in this country, he would definitely have a Daily Mail column <laughs> or comment piece in the sun, I would imagine. Uh, basically, one of the people he's been targeting is a porno publisher called... What was his name again? Uh, uh, Roman. Bobby, Someone. Bobby Roman. Yeah. Bobby Roman, yeah. Um, so he's dead. He turns up dead. Uh, August and Chase go and visit Jerry Maxwell because Chase is a, a regular listener and he knows that Jerry has been uh, been calling him out and calling him a scumbag on air. Um, basically, while they're there, the, a phone call is made to the station and there is a nut job dressed all in green who phones up and he basically admits that he has, has killed this guy uh, and he's done it for Jerry, man. He's done it for Jerry. And then... After that, some other things happen, and then the last thing that happens before we cut to, well, before we stop watching the first half of this episode, is that Chase and August visit a character named Bertha, and basically she is she is going to be the next person killed because the the guy in the green hat once again phones up Jerry Maxwell and says on air that he's going to kill them, and by the miracle of that phone call and the sound of a kid's toy... Chase and August know that she's the next target and they start and they're literally swinging their car around causing a disturbance in the street and heading back to save Bertha and that's where we cut and that is all of the plot yep um, in very much a nutshell um... I mean the first thing I want to say is that that plot that I've just said it basically encompasses four scenes in the first 27 minutes of this programme. Yeah. It's 27 minutes long. I've literally got more notes written down for the superfluous scenes that really don't have any part being there. Superfluous is the, uh, superfluous is the right word. Um, uh, so, so, so let's run through them. You've got the pre-title chase sequence. Yep. Uh, where... Uh, 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 so basically, some uh, as, as I've described him, basically a schlub in a um, in a vest that's stained with ketchup and mustard um, is standing in the street in his pants, um, like claiming that his neighbour is a notorious cop killer. Uh, we have a very exciting chase sequence. Um, very long. They do love a long chase sequence in this program. This yeah. one is on foot. Little, little bit of, uh, little bit of banter between the uh, the main characters, and um, 
uh, transpires. They catch this guy. Turns out he's just got an ounce of weed on him, and he's an actor who played the part of the said cop killer in a uh, TV program called America's Ten Most right, are we, Wanted. Uh, yeah, uh, America's Most Wanted. I think it's basically like a crime. Watch. It's basically it's kind a, of like a reconstruction of real crime. So uh, yeah. this guy, this schlub with the mustard on his shirt, is obviously just a complete imbecile. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, uh, although, yeah, I suppose it's, a, it's an honest mistake. I, I, I would wonder if that's ever happened in reality. Um, very possibly, very possibly. Uh, yeah, there are a lot of idiots in the world. and um, There are. There's that guy from the telly, and like, yeah, he was just playing the part of a, a rapist or something in a reconstruction. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it like like actors in soap operas who like if, if you're like a, a dickhead character in a soap opera like you get people on the street sort of like you know hurling abuse Hating at you. On you yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. so people you know do not, there, there are people that do not understand uh, yeah, the uh, boundary between fiction fi and reality yeah um, <laughs> so you know a, so that, so that, a, a, de a depressing peek into the human psyche there <laughs> indeed indeed so that's that's superfluous scene number one. You've then got uh, you've then got the chasing where the uh, the guy sort of it's another basically another random criminal that they're catching before this Bobby Roman character turns up dead, and it's another long four minute chase scene where August Brooks chases this guy round a round a laundry. Which for some reason this laundry is on the ninth floor uh, of an em otherwise uh, empty building. Yeah, um, it, it's it's just a load of clothes and racks. It, it looks kind of like a car park actually. Like there's there's just a load of clothes on rails in a car park. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a car park. Um, yeah, uh, and that goes nowhere and proves nothing. But uh, yeah, basically they catch the guy by August Brooks pushes him off the fire escape into a bin, and then just as Chester Chase McDonald is about to cuff him. They get the phone call telling them that Bobby Roman is dead. So, essentially, that phone call could have happened when they were just driving down the street. Yeah. There's uh, no need to have a five-minute scene. Uh, I, I, from your synopsis, there's just one thing I'd like to pick up, and you were saying about sort of like the uh, the shock jock. I think basically this is this is a very this is actually quite a sort of prescient sort of um, episode because the the shock shock guys is essentially sort of um, Alex Jones. Um, he's in, in, inciting hatred um, and uh, racism um, and general kind of <laughs> appalling attitudes. Um, and and this guy is is kind of the. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> People seem to like him <laughs> um, for no good reason. Well, it's fair to say that half, that half the people in this show seem to like him. So Chester Chase McDonald likes to listen to him for for kind of shits and giggles. Uh, I think. Yeah, it, kind of kind and of then, irony. And August Brooks doesn't like him at all, and it, it seems to be a fair fifty-fifty split. Ch Chase's girlfriend isn't a fan either, and then but then the policewoman in the station is. That's so they're true. kind of split fifty-fifty. Um, he he is he is referred to as a uh, a knuckle-dragging woman-hating racist. So um, I think that's a fair yeah. a, a fair sum up. <laughs> as I said before, someone who would possibly have a column in the Daily Mail. Mm. So let's quickly just rattle through these other superfluous scenes because there are a few, and we've got limited time. Uh, we've got. I mean, there are more scenes that shouldn't be there than are. Um, so you've got the radio exec. So basically, Chase and August turn up to interview Jerry Maxwell, and the radio executive takes a shine to August Brooks, and that takes three minutes out of the show. He's a fine figure of a man. Uh, he is a fine figure of a man. She has the classic line, my, what an arresting officer. Nice. Um, and, and we don't really need to go any further with that. That's... <laughs> Chase, Chase... So after Bobby Roman has been killed, Chase... Uh, Chase McDonald still finds time to go and look at the boat he wants to buy. Uh, yep. Um, and there's some weird sort of thing where he can hire it for a night from the owner, um, but he has to change the sheets. 
because the, yeah. it, 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 basically it's it, he the, the implication being that he wants to use it as like a floating shag pad, uh, shag pad. Um, yeah. Um, which, which appears to be exactly what he wants to use it for. Yeah. Um, so you know, very astute boat owner there. Um, but literally, this but but literally, there is a guy on the loose in LA who has kind of threatened to murder anyone that this shock jock has. Yeah. has had a go at and Chase McDonald has got time to go and fucking look at a boat like it's I don't know you need a subplot it's fine uh, to have a subplot but you can have the boat thing at the start and at the end maybe but why is this guy looking uh, at a boat uh, right in the middle of it <laughs> basically a, a homicide has just happened and there's been a threat that there will be a lot more of them <laughs> well you know Sometimes, sometimes your personal life's more important than you know the death of innocent people. So, you know, that's... yeah, that's true. Work to live, don't live to work. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, the the next one is I think this is the next one is there is a scene. Uh, so obviously August Brooks uh, is a black police officer. So his hobby is running a boxing gym. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and he's there for, for no reason, again, for no reason at all. He seems to be there at the end of the day's policing and is having a shower. I mean, why he's not at home doing uh, uh, that and why he's not out still trying to catch this criminal that threatened to murder half of LA. Uh, they're, yeah, they're quite, quite blasé with their time and, uh, you know, they, they, they kind of know when they're off the clock. So, um, yeah, he's got, some, he's got time to go to his boxing... Uh, Boxing, what is it? A gym, a boxing gym. gym. Yeah, yeah. That's... So he's at his boxing gym, reminiscing about the uh, about the woman at the radio station who took a shine to him, and out of nowhere, his wife arrives in her dressing gown. In her dressing gown, wearing no well, you can only assume she's wearing no underwear because she just takes off that one item of clothing. Yeah. So whether she's just been lurking around the the gym that like all day, just just in her you know <laughs> night clothes, or whether or not um, you know this was a planned thing that she thought, well, I'll, you know, I'll surprise him, I'll turn up. Um, this will be fun in a public gym where. Uh, actually, no, I, I'm going to have to stop you there actually because since we since we watched it, I have I have remembered that she works in the gym. Do you remember in that first episode she is working in the gym? Oh, okay. And she's like trotting around, making sure the guys wear head masks and stuff when they're fighting head guards and that. That's that's so. So she does have a legitimate reason to be there. She doesn't have a legitimate reason for wearing her dressing gown, <laughs> and she also doesn't have a legitimate reason. Neither of them have a legitimate reason to just have sex in that shower <laughs> in the middle of this detective television program. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, uh, it does not need to be there. No, um, I suppose it's no, no. I can't. I can't think of a, any particular reason to justify it at all. Um. It's it's, and I mean, you do get some good shots of him soaping up uh, his his quite muscly torso. As I say, a fine figure of a man. Um, he is. He is. Yeah. Which I guess is a playoff to the sort of. I guess that in in the producer's eyes balances up the kind of. Repeated shots of scantily clad girls walking uh, up and down on, uh, on uh, LA uh, Beach or whatever. We we do we do have a particularly gratuitous um, like bikini ass shot um, for no good reason at all. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a gratuitous it's a, it's a gratuitous bikini ass shot leading into a gratuitous needless boat <laughs> buying segment. But, do you know what I mean? It's like it's like filler. There's filler in the scenes, which are only there as filler. Yeah, it's it's, it's yeah, just multiple levels of, of needless detritus, really. Um, indeed, indeed. Uh, and then uh, the last, it, and then so 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 to the last of these scenes, which doesn't need to be there, is my favourite scene. It's absolutely of brilliant. The whole half of the I, thing so far. Uh, I, I this. Uh, you know, um, the, uh, spoiler alert: this scene just won it for me. I'm I'm totally behind LA Heat because of this. Um, 
So we've got uh, the two other detectives whose names I didn't get. Um, uh, I didn't get them. I don't think they were given. But um, but basically they are, because this killer is such a big deal, they've put quite a few people on the case, haven't they, to, to kind of try and track down who this nutter is. So they're, going, they're basically going down a list of nutters, aren't they? And they get to yeah. this one bloke's house. And he's like a sort of like a militia kind of um, free state kind of um, doesn't trust the government. Um, lives in a very nice house, apparently. A nine-bedroom fucking detached property. Uh, they make a, the detectives make a comment that um, that he probably lives with his mother. Um, but yeah. it, like he's basically a sort of like. Um, undercut sort of like ponytail um, it's like a shaved head sort of uh, militia guy who um, the police turn up at his front door uh, knock on the door don't even announce that they're actually the police or anything yeah. he uh, his immediate reaction in, um, when someone knocks on your front door what what's the first what what do you kind of do like what's what's your sort of like knee jerk reaction um, the first thing is I is I is I get my shotgun and make sure it's loaded and then I I set up just behind the door jam so that I've got a view of the front door but were anyone to burst in and fire I would be out of range before opening the door or waiting would you you would just you would just shoot through the door um, you know it, it yeah. could be a fucking like girl scout sort of like selling cookies or whatever the fuck they do um, he's got he's got absolutely no idea he's just like opening fire on someone that he can't even see um, and then he's and then he's shouting your laws, your laws don't control me. I don't believe in your police. No, that you can't control me. That's not how laws work. Um, yeah. they, they, they really do. You, you are, you, you are literally being done then and there for the attempted murder of a police officer. Um, and so, a gunfight ensues. They chase him through the house. They go, they go through through the house into the garden. There's loads of different guns. Um, he he hides behind a car. Um, they're they're shooting him. His uh, shotgun runs out of ammo. All of a sudden, just from the ground, like picks up another gun. Um, yeah, that he Small just handgun hidden uh, in his disused, not working car. That he, he didn't even like reach into it though. It must have just been sort of like <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> um, uh, Starts shooting again. They. Um, Give chase. There's some um, some some pottery is is broken. Um, yeah, a bin, uh, a classic. Uh, uh, not for the first time in this episode, a bin is thrown in the way of a pursuing police officer. Yeah, that's that is the second the second bin incident. Bin incident. Um, incident. <laughs> yeah, um, and then it just goes from the, the sublime to the ridiculous. So he the sublime. The sublime to the absolutely amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so we have a. Um, he pulls away like a, a, a bit of a, like a screen to reveal two, two identical red bikes. Um, jumps on one, <laughs> jumps on one of the bikes, cycles off, and <laughs> then the other one of the one of the policemen, the uh, the Asian American cop. Um, jumps on the bike to give chase and then we have five minutes of pure fucking joy <laughs> it's amazing it's amazing it's the first time I've ever seen a, pu a high speed push bike chase in Me a gritty police drama I was, it I was, is amazing I would say low to medium speed but um... there's, there's quite a lot of it I've watched this three times now this half an episode there's quite a lot of it where neither of them are pedalling they're just coasting round corners just, and down hills and just, free, just freewheeling yeah. <laughs> Wind in your hair. Nice. It's beautiful. What's better than a nice sunny day until it gets serious and they but they basically get to a, a tunnel, don't they? And then they start they start cycling alongside each other and elbowing. <coughs> yeah, each other like face. punching each other in the face. Um uh, the the, uh, the cop sort of puts his bike into a skid, sort of knocks the uh, knocks the other guy off the off the bike. Um, they then square up to each other, and stereotype alert. Turns out, Asian American um, police person is proficient in karate or kung fu, as as, as you said. 
Um, Kung Fu, I think. Kung Fu, I think, yeah. But it's it's because when they both fall off their bikes and they start fighting, you think, uh-oh. Because the Asian-American policeman is quite a small guy and the militia man is a huge goon. Yeah. And you're like, this guy's going to take a proper pasting. But yeah, obviously, some pretty clever script writing. They've got the... They've got the the Asian American policeman is a kung fu master, and he so ba- basically that's that's the end of the scene. But it is, I don't know, it is worth watching for that bike chase alone. Absolute joy. Um, and but I think that that's that's pretty much it, really, isn't it? I think. Uh, yeah, that is. I mean, all I would say about these superfluous scenes because uh, basically after they arrest that militia guy, they phone up Chase and August and say, "Oh, we found." We've got your guy, you know, he opened fire as soon as we knocked on the door. So you, you know, it's all set up that this ward guy, this 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 bloke that phoned the, uh, the radio station earlier, it's definitely pointing at the fact that he is their man. Yeah. However, there is no, there is no proof of that yet. So who knows which of these many superfluous scenes might actually be crucial to the plot. We shall find out in the second half. I'm looking forward to it. Felony homicide. So welcome back. Just before we get on to the second half, we might as well have a quick a quick chit chat and see what we think might happen in the second half. Uh, first of all, I don't care. No, um, I'm pretty sure it's going to turn out okay, and they will get their man. We we already know who the man is. It's it's the um, we think we it's, think it's it's the man in green, the the the, the racist Peter Pan, who's sort of like sucks been sucked into the sort of the bile that the Alex Jones um, esque sort of shock jock. Um, he's there. He's. Um, yeah, we haven't really mentioned this guy, have we? He seems to work in some sort of video packing plant. He wears he wears only green, sort of khaki green clothes and a khaki green cap. Now, I'm not sure if that's his uniform. I think that's or just probably what he his... likes to wear. He's uh, um, uh, yeah, often seen listening to a Walkman. Um... There's a lot of Walkmans in this episode. Uh, yeah. A lot of those shitty, shitty foamy headphone things you used to get in the 80s yeah and and bear in mind this is sort of like the you know the mid to late 90s you know um mini discs are out you don't and like he would at least have a disc man with some decent headphones like um but the more the more i watch these programs from the 90s the more i find it really hard to differentiate the 80s from the 90s it's yeah it's it's tricky i think um because normally you can tell. I mean, the the the, the giveaway is probably sort of the mobile phones they've got. They've got they've got kind of like giant brick flip phones. Um, yeah. Uh, and that's that's kind of how you can tell. But um, yeah, yeah. They, 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 but probably probably not worth it. <laughs> like this is a this a is phone, the kind of a phone this a phone the size of a family pack of fig rolls. <laughs> Is that how you gauge sizes? <laughs> so how yeah. many how many fig rolls is that? <laughs> well, mine my, uh, my current phone is two fig rolls if they're squished right down to half a uh, centimeter uh, in height. Uh, uh, yeah, sorry, Poss- not height width width. Possibly, uh, I'd probably go for like a bar of chocolate. It's like a it's like a medium bar of galaxy chocolate. I, I would. Sort of, oh, uh, you've you've obviously got a bigger phone than me. Uh, Mine's like two two thirds of a bar. <laughs> probably. <laughs> anyway, we could talk about this all day. Let's, <laughs> let, let's yes, yes, a, let's <laughs> let, 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 let's take a break, have a Kit Kat, and uh, we'll come back and find out what happened in the rest of this amazing program after this very, very short piece of music. Nice. Welcome back. Welcome, Welcome back, back, everyone. Welcome back. We've just watched the second half of uh, Series 1, Episode 9, LA Heat. Words yep. can never hurt me. No, but um, guns and car crashes probably can. Yeah, um, guns, car although... crashes, and massive explosions, all of which feature in although <laughs> massively falling in out. half an episode. Falling out of buildings will never hurt me. Is is probably more more what this should be about. That that very much depends on whether or not 
there happens to be an empty cardboard box. <laughs> an empty cardboard box container van passing by. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that, but um, I think... I want to start off this half, I want to start off this recap of the second half of this by saying, you know, I came into this and I was not keen on LA Heat from the beginning. I think it's a... I, what I think of it, we'll get to later on probably, but you have to say kudos to LA Heat because this this starts off with Ward, our crazy killer, and he is the killer as we thought, turns up at Bertha. And Bertha is basically a human rights lawyer, kind of helping the vulnerable uh, uh, and the activist. Um, yeah. She's basically an all round good person and she's doing she's doing the work that that poor people can't afford to have done by someone else. And she's a good person and Ward gets into her office and there's kind of like he's standing there reciting click click bang I'm going to shoot you in the head and Chase and August are getting there and you're like there's surely no way this programme is going to let this woman just get basically gangland style assassinated by this nut job I'm going to have to stop there because they knew that she was a target like because our um, no, they Jerry, put... Mac Jerry Maxwell our uh, dickhead Alex Jones uh, shock jock person like did his catchphrase of click bang shoot him in the head um, for her they knew that this guy was targeting people who uh, were on his sort of like shit list effectively um, and Yet they didn't post a, They didn't post a guard. They no, didn't they like did. protect they did. her. They, they did. They did. You missed it. You must have missed it. He he tasered. He tasers that policeman outside. One policeman outside the building. Like look, they've have got, a... look, look, look. They've got like, you know, the list of people was like you saw the police chief in the office. The, the list was a hundred people long. They wanted in, to like uh, cover the top ten. The police chief said they could only cover the top five. But so, one of them was one of them was fucking Prince Charles. Like <laughs> that. And did and, and did anything? Did any harm come to Prince Charles? No, it did not. Uh, okay, so maybe maybe actually yeah maybe maybe the kind of the reach Dennis of the royal Rodman, family. They... Dennis Rodman safe. Madonna safe. Prince Charles safe. You know, people always look at the negatives. But so the one kind of local person who was easy to get to, <laughs> one stupid policeman on it, fooled, yeah, easily fooled into getting tasered by a nut job in a ponytail. <laughs> and if we know anything about nut jobs, they always have ponytails. <laughs> okay, so any so anyway, the long and short of it is they do. This program goes where I didn't think it would go, and and Bertha, the human rights lawyer and activist. Is is she is maimed in cold blood by this nutter, yep. and and the police uh, like the, the, she's not she's not maimed she's killed killed outright <laughs> like, killed indeed that's that's uh, sh when I say maimed that's what I mean you mean you mean shot in the face <laughs> click bang shoot him in the head yep and uh, and to be fair he did just that um, which. Honestly, I was not expecting. I was not expecting. <laughs> it. So anyway, so then, so then he, Ward escapes, and uh, the policemen give chase, and it's basically chase, chase is chasing. Ch chase is chase, on the chase. Ch yeah, chase is on the chase, and basically this nutter jumps out of a high top story window, and he's shooting backwards with his gun. He lands on a lorry. That looks as comfortable. Yeah. Looks like a mattress. Looks like the whole top of that lorry is made out of a mattress. Yeah, basically, it's it, it's full of sort of like um, like gym equipment, I guess. That's just <laughs> and, then, and then Chase McDonald runs after him, and he jumps out, and so he does a full full dive, still shooting with his gun, shooting lands. Utterly indiscriminately into the air, like you can imagine yeah. that sort of like there, there were casualties in the in the building next to him because yeah. like you know it, he's he's not firing at anything. Like I'm guessing um, that cars, I think cars and petrol tankers were not the only collateral damage in this second <laughs> half of the episode. There were passers no. by winged. 
So so he he basically jumps into a like conveniently a um a, a truck that has um a whole load of empty cardboard boxes um stacked up and, stacked up uh, to like, the top. It's like it's almost absolutely. it's almost too much of a coincidence to believe. Uh, you know, like uh, that, that truck could have been like carrying like beds of nails, or like you know, even like because they're kind of like, the boxes are about the size of like washing machines. So, like he, he yeah. could have just like fallen onto a whole load of washing machines. Yeah, <laughs> um, luckily we just uh, delivered the washing machines, and we were just taking the boxes. Just back. taking the empty, yeah, just taking a hundred empty cardboard boxes back to wherever a hundred empty cardboard boxes new, go to put, new, to put new washing machines in. Because that's that's how boxes work. Um. <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah, it is lucky. I have to say, yeah. you see all those boxes, and and you, you, it's really fifty fifty whether they're going to be full of hard stuff, or yeah, completely but, uh, empty and a perfect uh, landing pad, just just full of like sharps from the like the local hospital or something. It's just snakes. <laughs> <full of> snakes. <laughs> Here's a bunch of Alsatian dogs we haven't fed for a week. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we get this ridiculous chase scene. Um, uh, Ward, our um, uh, our right wing nut job, um, uh, jumps from the truck into another car, like carjacks the car. There's a yeah. uh, there's a car chase. Um, I'm going to uh, introduce to you um, Chekhov's uh, petrol tanker. Um, at <laughs> nice. this point, um, basically, if a uh, if a petrol tanker is introduced. Um, Three minutes into a car chase, it will explode. A minute well, after you, that, well, as you said, as you said, that petrol tanker better explode. <laughs> yeah, I would have, <laughs> I would have felt incredibly shortchanged had well, it not. Well, we'd all, I mean, we'd already had enough. There was like a, 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 a speedboat on a trailer that got that got very slightly clipped by one of the cars, and that went up like a fucking. Yep. Um, in a sequence that was actually incredibly efficiently done, it was a really nicely shot and well choreographed and worked out sequence. Like yeah. there, there was, there were a lot of kind of like elements to make that happen. Um, yeah. And I kind of wonder if if they sort of spent a, the amount of like effort in actually kind of making because making a coherence like chase sequence like that is really hard work. If they just put that effort into actually plotting and writing a program. Well what I um, well, what I did read, what I did read on in the very, very basic and small amount of research that I did on Wikipedia, but PM Entertainment who made this also made quite a lot of sort of were involved in the making of quite a lot of action films. So the people on their staff were like their basic yeah, 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 skill set was chases and explosions and stuff and so they actually had a lot of this stuff all in the bank they so they they built the program around that rather than kind of i mean it makes sense that's, and it kind um, of when you watch it yeah it, it it's uh, the my my one word review for this program would probably be uh, bombastic yeah. um i mean the, uh, number, uh, the number of cars the number of cars and stuff that are taken out and just you know just if you went out having a quiet drive in Los Angeles <laughs> on this day, it, you know it is it is carnage. Car, uh, yeah, carnage. Uh, car, carnage. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, uh, the up and the upshot, <laughs> the upshot of all of it is is that petrol tanker better explode. The petrol tanker bloody well does explode, and Ward, Ward gets away. Yep. Um, so you've got to think kind of like, you know the collateral damage for this program a lot of people died like certainly the driver of the tanker certainly the cars like around it um, a lot of cars crashed into that tanker to cause it explode I mean I reckon it's double figures the death the death count in that car chase alone. It would be a disaster. I mean, it, like, it, like it would like genuinely be like a bit. You know, that would be national news for days and days. People would, sort yeah. of, you know, the the police force would be in trouble. Like they, there would be, you know, there would they, be an inquiry. There would be, there would be, a, there would be a massive public inquiry. Absolutely, like Chase would be in fucking prison, um, uh, which would. Be, probably afford him some time to do his shitty artwork um but um, you could teach artwork to the other convicts when they weren't beating uh, him up for being an ex-con an ex-police yeah. yeah he he, he would uh, his his life would not be good um pretty boy too <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, no, he gets his top off. Um, you know, Does he's he? a, uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, yeah. Well, look, let's 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 get onto it. So, so you have a you have a high speed car chase, but a, a citizen has just been shot in cold blood, sitting at her desk where she does good work for the needy. There's been a car chase in which we reckon what. Conservative estimate: ten people have died. I'd say ten to fifteen people. Ten um, to fifteen, maybe twenty. Depends how many people are in the back of that SUV. And, and yeah. basically, <laughs> it cuts. It cuts from the explosion and Ward getting away to Chase McDonald waking up on the boat that he's sharing with his with his girlfriend. It's like, why are you? Okay, okay, we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. But first of all. Why, in the midst of this carnage, have you got time to go and spend a nice night romancing your girlfriend on a hired boat? It's like a woman has been shot in cold blood. Loads of people are dead. This is this is where the program falls down because it's. <laughs> at this point, I think it fell down pretty early on. Actually, well, it's it's always on its knees, isn't it? But this is like there's no excuse for like the carnage which has just happened to cut. And basically, okay, let's get into it. It cuts to, it cuts uh, to, it cuts to babes, right? Babes. Uh, 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 yes, the the proverbial babe. Um, and not just uh, one uh, babe, not just two babes. There's like a, there's, I think I counted seven different babes, all uh, hanging around uh, in their bikinis when he wakes up on his boat with his girlfriend. A, a veritable babe smorgasbord. Um, it is a smorgasbord of babes, different ages, different hair colours. Um, uh, similar size bikinis. Um, As in tiny. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and for no good reason. And uh, not, No good reason at all. Chase, Chase, as you say, does have his top off, which is evening up. Evening up the exploitation in the episode. Not really. <laughs> no, 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 that was me being sarcastic. Okay, okay, good, good, good. good. Um, so that <laughs> happens, and that's insane. Like he, you know, and I, I can't, I, I just can't get over the fact that all this is going on, and he's clocking oh five o'clock, <laughs> yeah, in the morning. Got to, got to go back to the boat so that uh, my yeah. girlfriend can can cut some vegetables for me. Yeah, um, yeah, I would stay, uh, I would stay and try and catch this nutter before he definitely kills again, which he's definitely going to do. But um, I've hired a boat for four hundred quid. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I'm going to nail my girlfriend on it tonight. So. Yep. Um, priorities. That's, um, so uh, this is where he gets the, uh, the absolutely brilliant idea. No, of... no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So he has, yeah. And, you, and to be fair, you called it as soon as he said he had an idea. Yep. Um, so um, he comes up with the idea of, if only I could get him to come to me because we're not going to find him because even though we knew who the fucking target was we had one inept policeman like on the door so he yeah so he goes to his his okay can I just can I just stop you there because he does do that but before he does that we also we because we cut directly from that boat scene back to uh, August Brooks in his boxing club with his yep. wife, and and they just have a bit of a chat about whether August Brooks should continue being a policeman or not, and they have um, a bit of a snog because because uh, he's wondering if he can reach people um, by being a radio DJ because that that was implanted in his brain. It's like yeah, yeah. no, actually that's you know having a having a reasonable person sort of like on the airwaves sort of like not spouting hate is, is a genuinely good idea. How the fuck he would have time to do that? Because like, we deal with a lot of programmes where people who aren't police officers like do the work of police officers, but you you have this, it's like, you can't be a full, you can't be a full-time cop and have another career, really. Like, no, that doesn't, no. um, you know, no, no, he's, are... he, uh, he's pushing it with his, he's pushing it with the art, he's pushing it with the boxing club. You can't then become like a fucking radio DJ as well. <laughs> That's, uh, like. <laughs> and also, look, look, maybe, perhaps there is downtime as a police detective, although I doubt it in Los Angeles. Where uh, you do have the odd spare evening where you run your boxing why... club. Yeah, but you, but, but you know, you, yeah, do yeah. Work, you do work a shift and have time off. But you do not 
when a maniac is on the loose, you are not take you are not knocking off at five o'clock and going to the boxing club. Anywho, Chase goes to his Chase ends up going to the police chief and hatching their plan. Yeah, um, it's a brilliantly obvious plan where they will get the um, they will get uh, Jerry Maxwell to basically make Chase the target. Um, yeah. So um, Chase is like a, a sort of pilloried by by Maxwell on the, on the air, and this gives. Um, uh, what's his name? Ward. Ward. Um, uh, like the, the absolute like, and they're they're effectively kind of like um, uh, <laughs> chases there, sort of like, and I will be in this place at this time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So come and <laughs> effectively come and get me. And and, and Jerry Maxwell uh, shouts, uh, "Chase McDonald, click bang, shoot him in the head." Click bang, shoot him in the head. Which and so we cut to, and so we cut to Ward at work. It's, it's, gonna, it, it's my motto now. <laughs> and he's making a note, Ward. I mean, he's, he writes down Chase on, McDonald on a, on a post-it note. He writes, down, post-it. he writes down Chase McDonald, and then under it he writes click bang, just in yeah. case he forgot later on that day exactly why he'd written Chase McDonald's name down. Which is pretty much exactly what I do at work as well. Like I, I, I kind of like just all over my monitor. It's sort of like various, various people. Click, someone's name, click bang. It's like Michael oh, Stoneburn, click bang. <laughs> yep, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get around to shooting him in the head later. That's um, you less. I bet you've less... got a backlog because you must be writing down. I've seen you. I've seen you do it. You've got. You do like ten a day. Oh, my kill list! It's it's amazing. <laughs> Prince it's, Charles, it's now, it's now um, Dennis Rodman. Get the phone book and cross out the people you aren't gonna kill. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so basically, Chase, we need to cut to the end because we are at the end because the plot is the plot is done now. Yeah, um, and, and basically, we cut to the end, and Chase McDonald is driving in his big red Ferrari. Or Porsche, uh, Porsche, whatever it is. Yep. Um, and yeah, he gets hijacked by Ward, and Ward makes him drive to the radio station. Uh, for uh, which they had no was, idea. He, they had no idea how this was going to play out. Like he should have like just clicked bang yeah. him like straight in the head like that very moment. But he wanted to. He wanted to sort of like. You know, prove his prove his stuff to Maxwell. So they they he wanted Maxwell to see. He wanted Maxwell to be able to watch Chase yeah. McDonald get it. Yeah, basically, because um, you know he's he's just a dick. Um, so just, so, so uh, Chase's partner August is at the radio station, but that is that is a coincidence. Like this this plan only works because Ward is a is you know he's got James Bond. He's got James Bond villain stupidity, where rather than just get the job done immediately, he wants to elaborately do it in the right place. So I kind of got the impression that they sort of assumed that that's what he was going to do. So like, um, uh, Hell of he an was assumption. particularly when like when it's your life in, in someone else's hands. Um, so I think that was that was the the idea was that that was entirely by design um, that they knew that he would like they somehow knew that he was going to like take yeah. them to the radio station. I, well, uh, maybe, maybe. I mean, I took it that because actually um, uh, August Brooks was there talking to the girl that hit on him in the earlier scene about how he could get onto the radio. So I'm not. I mean, maybe they assumed that Ward would take I, him there, but that's pretty. Pretty, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah, it's 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 weak. It's weak it, writing for that to just you know. I mean, and there's a lot of it about. Uh, there's uh, everything about this is weak writing. <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take it as read that they they kind of assumed that was gonna happen because then yeah. they have. So um, Chase is dragged into the um, into the radio booth uh, while they're still on air, which is incredibly unprofessional. Um, like, if you were going to do this, like, you would just like you would set it up as like a dummy kind of thing because yeah. potentially you're having like a police officer murdered on <laughs> uh, murdered on air. <laughs> 
and, uh, 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 and like so you've got like the radio producer guy who's sort of like but what about the ratings and and it's like well, well be great i mean that is great uh, uh, for the ratings i mean it's great for the ratings but terrible for your career because you again would be utterly pilloried for that because it's like and on that bombshell you know, <laughs> 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 you know any previous recorded Incident of someone getting shot live on a television program, isn't it? At the end of it's at the end of knowing me, knowing you. <laughs> no, there's there's been a few. There's been like a a, a senator who was uh, who blew his brains out on live TV. Um, oh, in what in real life? Uh, yeah, yeah, in real life. Uh, the, yes, IRL, if you like. Um, uh, plus, also another. Uh, there was a news presenter as well who did the same. Um, so it's it's, it's happened. Um, okay. okay. Uh, so, check out uh, uh, check out the book uh, Killing for Culture um, okay. for all of for all of your uh, live TV deaths. Um. Okay, well there you go. There's uh, there's our weekly book book recommendation. <laughs> Killing for Culture. Yep. Uh, sounds alright though. I might. Um, so anyway, just to finish this off, uh, basically they yeah they catch him, don't they? They they do a stupid thing where Ward has got Chase McDonald. With a bit of rope round his neck and a gun to his, uh, yeah, he's, the base he's, of his uh, neck. August yeah, is there with his gun, um, and they they do a h- hilarious thing about sort of like, um, oh, do you want to do you want to go for uh, go for lunch after this? And he's like, how about oh, one? Uh, what time should we go at one? Um, uh, no, one's not good for me. How about two? No, no, no. Uh, oh, no. Uh, even better would be three, and then Chase ducks. August shoots him. Uh, and that's it. That's it. Yep. Ward, yeah, Ward awesome. accidentally shoots uh, Jerry Maxwell, but the bullet goes right through him, so he's going to be fine. No need to. No need to worry no. about that whatsoever. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Um, uh, Ward is caught and dragged away, and then we. That's it. And that's the end. That was like, yeah. Did we, did we even get like a sort of like a pithy kind of um, like uh, postscript or anything where they no. they you know didn't didn't cut back to them on the boat or like cut back to them sort of like uh, oh no they have a uh, they carry on with the with the one two three oh, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah so, and decide, so it's like uh, they basically oh, no, decide got... not to have dinner. Uh, yeah, they um, get all the way through to eight o'clock and then August <laughs> yeah, Brook starts going on about the traffic. Round yeah, it, round in Chase's area. So that's that's the end. Cut to credits. Closing arguments. Right. So I think as as I've said, like I think there is something very sort of like prescient about this about this episode about kind of what's what's happening in sort of like um, now in real time sort of um, almost 20 years later so who is but, sorry uh, to, to interrupt who is this Alex Alex Jones should I know because I'm a bit out of the uh, being in Spain. Uh, Alex uh, Alex Jones is like a right wing nut job who does like a um, the internet sort of like show that sort of like uh, basically kind of like propagates con- uh, conspiracy theories um, and sort of is, is very kind of um, incredibly kind of right wing kind of racist sort of okay um, okay um, uh, he's a he's a bile filled um, nut job um, who is weirdly popular um uh in in like american culture oh um, okay okay it's american uh, thing yeah yeah um check him out he's fucking hateful and stupid um, <laughs> I, might, I might not <laughs> no um but you know he um yeah, so this this shock drug guy is is very much like him and this kind of like um this incredibly kind of like racist sort of like america first sort of um storyline that sort of um runs through this episode is it is weirdly um there are a lot of parallels as to what's going on in uh, culture and society today. Well, um, yeah, not just uh, unfortunately not just in America either. So uh, no, no, all um, over the place. But, yeah. Anywho, um, back to uh, back to uh, LA Heat. Now that you've uh, shattered my <laughs> faith in the whole of the world, um, back back to our light-hearted comedy podcast. Yeah, great. Um, so any, yeah, so. So, LA Heat. 
Um, I'll be honest with you, I, I I don't know, I kind of enjoyed it. I kind of enjoyed it in the end a lot more than I thought I was going to. Uh, I, I I will I will raise you your quite I fucking loved it. It's like whoa, 14, whoa. <laughs> it's forty nine minutes of of ridiculous nonsense and fun. And as we've said, so like the the action sequences are genuinely superb, like far better than they have any right to be. Um, yeah. Uh, I I can't imagine what the, like the budget was and like how they actually uh, pulled this off because it's all you know it's all real and practical effects. Yeah, um, yeah it's amazing. Yeah, um, I, I I had a look sort of um, on IMDb and and like if you go to like the full cast and crew and the list of stunt performers is far for like for the for all uh, forty eight episodes is greater than the actual list of cast. There are so many stunts, and they they really work. It looks it looks great, and you know they just blew up a shitload of cars. Um, the plot's kind of well. This, well, it, well, this it, is what I was going to say: is I, I can't imagine in history, in the history of television, there's ever been a greater divide or a greater disparity between the quality of the plot. And the quality of the action in a television program because it's like the plot yeah. is woeful, and there's so much filler, and there's so much that doesn't need to be there. Like that whole scene with the militia guy, none like of it needs you, to be you there. Never, and you never even come back to that. It never even comes back to that. No, nope. never see those policemen again to say, "Oh, this guy has nothing to do with it." It's just, it's, yeah, yeah, it's absolutely. It's thrown away. There's so much that doesn't need to be yeah. there, but then that car chase with the petrol tanker. Yeah, um, you and uh, it just the, you get the bicycle chase um, with people hitting each other while pedalling bikes. That's that, that's amazing. That, yeah, that <laughs> bike, yeah, that bike chase. That bike chase is 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 fantastic, and it's it's uh, it's a thing of beauty. It's all. I tell you what, it's contrasting that bike chase. Like a literally a chase on push bikes, to that it's, uh, to that chase in the second half of the petrol tanker and all the cars blowing uh, up and the speedboat and the pe- like it's so, it's it's fantastic. Uh, um, so if you if you remember uh, Terminator Two Judgment Day, um, where uh, where Arnold Schwarzenegger is is chasing Edward Furlong and they're on motorbikes in LA in a very similar place. Oh, I it's, do remember uh, that. I do remember uh, that. Uh, it, it is effectively that, but on push bikes. It's yeah. fucking ridiculous. It's great. It's great. <laughs> and it's great. I, I can only imagine that that is actually the inspiration for it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, um, we'll say LA Heat, um, uh, akin to uh, James Cameron's uh, Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, I mean, my last my last thing on it would be, I mean, I... I the writing's dreadful. There's 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 too much that shouldn't be there. But like the overall, I don't know. It is it is good fun. Yeah. In the end, uh, yeah. it's good fun. Yeah. Um, you don't care. The characters aren't too dickish. Um, there's there's a there's a, some questionable things, but like in the in the writing, there's some um, uh, questionable things with sort of you know uh, slightly dated views on um uh we'll uh, 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 say sort of minorities <laughs> or um yeah yeah i mean there's some, quite uh, yeah there's quite a bit of casual racism being thrown around uh, uh, that we uh that we haven't touched on but it is there but i mean uh, it isn't it isn't the show i don't think which is doing that it's uh, the characters uh, within uh, the show and i think the majority of those people are actually kind of like the their the, the the racists are the bad guys. So, yeah, exactly, um, exactly, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, so, so kudos for that as well, I suppose. Yeah, no, it was good. It was much better than I thought it was going to be. Um, so we just need all that remains is for us to rate. Uh, is to rate uh, Chase uh, Chester Chase McDonald and August Brooks on yep. uh, on the detective scale. Uh, would you like to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Um, uh, they were pretty fucking stupid, to be honest. Um, their plan was uh, pretty ridiculous. Um, they, uh, so I think, 
I'm probably only going to have to give them, I'm going to give them a five in terms of um, in terms of actual kind of like detective work because they completely fucking failed. It was only after someone died uh, in an obvious way that they kind of thought, oh, well, maybe if we get the killer to come to us, that will be. And it's like, yeah, that would that was too little too late as far as I can, I, I, I'm concerned um, right. plus plus also if they spent less time sort of like fucking in the gym and um, um, trying to fuck on boats uh, they probably could have solved the case a lot sooner I think that's a key point I think that's a key point you've stumbled across there and uh, <laughs> I mean I would go further I think detective wise woeful it's a woeful performance i mean they only they only realize that bertha is about to be killed because of a children's toy being played over i mean it's you know for them for them to be good detectives the writing of the plot has to be at something approaching at even a below average level which this was not so i think i think i'm going to have to give them as a detective as a detective rating i'm going to give them a, a one oh. but 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 the program as a whole, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and I was expecting this to be much lower, but I'm gonna give it a seven. Nice, I think that's 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 fair for the explosions and ch- uh, stunts alone. I think that's that's pretty reasonable. Indeed, indeed. Okay, well that just about wraps us up for this episode. Cool. Uh, so yeah, it's been good. It's been good getting back on back on track. Yeah. yeah. So we'll be back on the next episode with another uh, detective program, more than likely of questionable quality. and uh, um, Very likely. Very likely. <laughs> uh, yeah, so all that remains to say is uh, thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch, feel free to tweet us at detect underscore inspect. Or uh, email us at the detective inspectors at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's good to be back. Thanks for listening and uh, we'll see you soon. And who have you been? Oh, I've been Marcus Bayburn, probably. And uh, uh, click bang, shoot him in the head. I've been Tabby. So, and, and we together, have been... we have been... The... the Detective, Detective Inspectors. Inspectors. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Sorry for the abrupt ending. I've got a football match to watch. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>